Okay, so I'm Dave Lowe, and that was Holly Jazz Lowe, and uh, you are listening to the Sing World podcast. Podcast. We're us from Scene World. This is the new episode. We're in a little bit. We're going to be talking with Paolo Besser, Paolo Besser, and Massimo Canigiani. That's those are my my New Jersey pronunciations. I'm sure that, that I've butchered them completely, but but they are they are common. They are the the two of Commodore. They they are Massimo yeah, they are CEO. And, right, Massimo uh, is the CEO of Commodore, and uh, Paolo is a um, team leader. Yes, he's a team leader. So we'll be speaking with them. Um, there are some Italian spots. Um, Massimo wasn't overly confident in his English ability, so he spoke in Italian in this, and we've kept that in because, well, in the interests of disclosure, and because neither Jorg nor I speak Italian, so... So if 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 any of this was translated incorrectly, we're relying on you, our listeners, to point out that we're idiots. So <laughs> not our fault if it was translated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're just we just uh, we just listened. So um, yeah. So we're going to be talking to them in a little bit, and it's an interesting interview. Um, they're doing some interesting things with Commodore in that they're not. Well, I don't want to spoil too much of the interview. But essentially, they're 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 not really focusing on being old Commodore, and they want to do something new with Commodore, and that's that's okay. Um, they want to be what Commodore would be nowadays if it was still the old old company. Right, right. So, and we are actually we're getting demo units of these of these phones, these Commodore phones. Yes. Yes, they they offered it to us, and I sent them our mail addresses. And so, when it will be released in a week, that is what they said. Then we should get a brief unit for both of us, and okay. um, then we will have a look at it. Yes. actually, we have lot uh, we have lot to review, you know, um, because in one of the last podcasts, our Gamescom special, we had uh, an interview with EA Sports about FIFA Soccer. And um, we actually tried to get Konami for interview too, and they sent us review unit. So maybe for the next free chat of the next podcast, we will actually play together mm-hmm. and record it. Because well, we got a, we got a preview of what Pro Evolution Soccer. Okay, so we have a review code for Pro Evolution Soccer pre-release. Yeah. That I I don't understand why we're getting these things, why people are are so keen on giving us stuff. But but hey, cool. We'll 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 check it out and uh, yeah. Because we are the press, as you said in our Gamescom special. Yeah, yeah. And um, we are obviously big enough to deserve that. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I mean, so. I mean, I mean. Look at look at, for example, our last SeaWorld disc magazine issue. It was a new record for disc sites. Oh my God! It was so big we actually had to we actually had to split it in two issues. And this is twenty five dot one and twenty five This was released a couple days ago. As yeah. Of now. Last Friday, actually. Right. It was our biggest issue ever. It was staffed, and we got a lot of positive feedback, which is something I wanted to talk about because um, when we started the podcast, HJ and I, we heard a lot of complaints like, and I, now you stop doing the disc mag because that is what all the other guys are doing. They have a project and they add the podcast on the top of all the stuff they are doing, and then they concentrate just on the podcast and nothing else. No, that's not actually what we want to do. We don't want to put priority away from something that we are already doing. So as a part of that, HA had the idea, and I actually like that idea a lot, that we next year start interviewing one of the key founding members and some of the key founding members, actually, the old-time um, fans and staff members and talk about how it was for them to start um, Scene World, which we started as a project on the November 1st of the year 2000. So what would you expect from that, AJ? Am I, am I, I mean, it was your idea. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I wanted to do a, uh, one, of, one of the ideas that, that we had when we started this was that uh, I wanted to sort of focus on the scene a little bit with kind of looking back with people that that and, and and include more members of the of the staff in the podcast rather than just just me and, and Jörg because whilst we are are fascinating and interesting to listen to there's way more people that do stuff with this than just the two of us so uh, just for example Andrew who has like over 3,000 games at home and right, right. actually works for a retro gamer as a, an editor and journalist mm -hmm. and he is an expert in, in video games and he knows like almost any game you can imagine. You right, know? right. And, or, or, or people, you know, like, like our music is, is, the music for the podcast is composed by Richard Bayless who is a, a um, prolific game developer and musician and, and all sorts of other stuff. So I mean, these, yeah. these are people that, that do stuff with us that work with us on the magazine that really um, they, they don't get the, the, the recognition and, and, um, and the attention that they really should for, for the contributions that they make. Because I always say it's a team project and it's only possible because of um, every single one of us, you know, mm -hmm. um, or for example, Silvio with his group Hokuto Force who actually focuses on um, bug hunting old retro games and releasing them without bugs. And, and despite this being a group effort, you have you have individually been honored by the uh, by by Twin Galaxies. Not by Twin Galaxies. No, Walter Day. Walter Day. Um, Walter Day is really um, very very um, much trying to make sure that it is not Twin Galaxies, but him. It's his trading cards. Um, it was previously owned by uh, Twin Galaxies, but since he gave Twin Galaxies a way to um, Chase Hall, they wanted to make sure that this is separated. So it's now Walter Day's trading card collection. 
of superstars in the field of technology development, video games, and so and so on, and also science fiction people. So there's a field cards, to be a to be a trading card. I like it that the SeaWorld project got honored. Mm-hmm. As I said, I see it as a as a team effort, not about my effort. I just got the idea when I was a teenager, and I found people like you and many others that will say, yes, we like the idea and we want to take on with that. And so I think it's very cool that they that he honored that. And um, being in this collection really means a thing. As I said, they really have a value. Right, right. It is his hobby, but they actually mean something. That means that the card that I'm on in could really get off value in some years yeah, for yeah. some reason. Prefer, uh, especially when I die, but hopefully not too soon. Yeah. Um, but, but now the question is actually how, how do you feel? I mean, you have been at the video game con last uh-huh. weekend and how does it feel? Because we mentioned it um, every, every single podcast. Yeah. So yeah, a video game con has, has come and gone and I have been, I went to it. I dragged my brother along with me. Um, it was an interesting experience, and um, which is quite nice because they announced you coming on their yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, they did. They and, did. And and afterwards, when we when we announced that you are coming back, mm-hmm. from we actually got some retweets from yeah. um, from the Twitter. So I think it was quite successful. And you told me you had a very nice um, yeah experience meeting. Um, you know, it was. An interesting experience. I, I don't. I don't do cons. I've never gone to a con before. I remember you always complained that there's nothing in your close distance. Right. Yes. Yeah. So then I accidentally was talking to Richie Knuckles on um, via via Skype, um, doing the interview, and then he was saying like, "Hey, watch my Twitch channel." So I did a few days after, mm-hmm. and then it was like, "Hey, there's a video game con." At the place where AJ's grandmother is living, so, and then actually uh, AJ kickstarted that thing, mm-hmm. and um, and 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 we went to it, and it was it was really convenient in that it was I mean this this joint was 15 minutes from my grandma's house, so it was it was like I I grabbed my brother, we we drove there, we spent a couple hours, we came back home, we got some food, and then we went back there again at night for the. For the the rest of the the event, and it was it was an interesting um, uh, event. Um, I, I understand now in seeing that because I've never gone to a a con before. I've never done this sort of this sort of thing where where you know uh, conventions are not really my thing. I don't like being the guy that's walking around being the the representative for something. I, I you know it's it's just a it's a strange sort of thing, but. Um, but having been there, I, I get a lot of what Charles Martinet was saying to us about it, how it brings people together in certain certain ways. You know, like like we're standing there and five people come from different areas and they're all dressed as Link. 
And they all immediately see each other and they go over and they're hugging and saying hi and hanging out the rest of the, the con and whatnot. And they've never met before and before today, you know, and this is, it's, it's, this is the sort of thing where, where, where people feel comfortable at these conventions. And in this particular instance, I was the one that kind of felt sort of out of, out of the, you know, out of the loop a little bit. You can't fix that next time you, well, you go walk by as a discat. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, it, it was it was a it was a fun experience. It was it was interesting. <laughs> it was we we got videos, and I and I give a lot of credit too to these to these YouTube guys because throughout the thing there were were people you you could tell that they were YouTube celebrities. I guess they are because they'd go running past you, and then someone would be following them with a camera on their shoulder. You know, like professional grade camera, and and you would know that you know that they'd run over to the the arcade cabinet and be saying something, and this person's filming them, and you know that this is okay. This is a YouTube guy, and he's and he's making a thing. And I give credit to that because, uh, you know, I've been back. This this happened about a week ago, and I haven't been able to. I haven't edited my footage yet. I've still I've looked at it, but I have to still. You, you know, some of these guys put this stuff up the next day or even that same night. And I don't know how they did it because I'm looking at this and it's like, wow, I've got so much video to edit and go through and I don't know what to do with it. Oh, I can tell you. There's actually in the new Magix uh, Movie Edit Pro, there's a functionality audio editing. Oh, no, you no, I know what to do with it. throw in everything and then they like put it together automatically. Yeah, no, I mean, I know what to do with it, but it's 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 a lot of work to put the stuff together and, and, and flop it out and everything and... These these you know I give these guys some credit for for doing that because it's going to be it's going to be at least another week until we've got our version of you know our retrospective look at it. But we done. planned it this way. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um. Anyway, anyway. So back to the thing to the. So what I wanted to say is cosplaying, is like in those links guy is actually what got them linked together. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is how link. Links got links together. Yes. Ooh, hmm. What a sheep choke. And anyway, I'll anyway, I'll give you um, a, anyway, I'll give you a is, golf clap for that. Yeah. And well, and there was one. Like and there was one Commodore. There was one Commodore sixty four at at a video game con. It was for sale with a fifteen forty one disc drive, and somebody bought it. And we found the guy that bought it, and we uh, we gave him a scene world card nice so if he's listening to this congrats on your purchase yeah hopefully (laughs) hopefully you know i realized afterwards that that he bought a c64 and a one and a a 1541 with no cables no power supply so i don't know i don't know how he's going to turn it on or anything but red fingers yeah but uh, you know but whatever Mm. it is what it is so we have a lot of things coming up, as I said. Yes. Talking through 3D realms. What date is that? What's the date of the 3D realms? We are doing another night at the museum. Um, it's not going to be a podcast because because that's sort of um, difficult. It was a one-time to, thing. Yeah, that was just a, 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 a one-off thing. But this is going to be – I'm going to just sort of be sitting in on and taking part in this. Yeah. Uh, uh, in one week, exactly the thirtieth. Right, thirtieth of September. Yeah. Um, what time? Well, it starts at at seven. 
but we will be there at six already. But what is uh, so seven seven your time? Yeah, seven p.m. Yeah, so that that's one that's one p.m. Eastern time for us Americans. And so. we'll be talking to Frederick Schreiber, and who Niels. we've talking to before. Who we've talking yeah. to? What the hell is that? Who we've spoken to before on the podcast. And we'll be yeah. covering things like like uh, we'll be covering things like um, yeah. um, the, uh, what's that game? Bombshell. Bombshell. The new IP. Yeah. Which, and, and which we got to guy. see. We got to see a couple of little pictures and stuff of Bombshell before that we couldn't this show time. anybody because yeah. because it was you know sort of pre-release and so it'll be kind of cool to see how much of that actually made it through to the finished product. So we will be talking to Frederick Schreiber and a few other people, mm-hmm. but no, the details are still to be discussed. Right. But we will talk a bit about the history of yeah. um, 3D Realms 2. Right, right. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. And also news that um, John Traper, our Captain Crunch that we had a while ago, yes. is actually at the moment in Berlin... Oh. Coming up, yeah. Doing what? Demanding what sorts on, of things? On uh, October the 3rd, and he will be at the Vintage Computer Festival. Okay. And it's quite interesting because we we actually have um, a report of the Vintage Computer Festival in Europe that is in Munich. So if you want to know what a Vintage Computer Festival is like, you can actually read... The report about the Munich okay. one in okay. our um, issue that we have right now. All right. Then. Yeah. And this one is in Berlin. So they have a couple of them in Germany. Okay. Actually, there are also some uh, bad news or sad news. Actually, um, as you pledged it to, yeah, Cinemaware announced they are having problems finding. An investor for Rocket Ranger. You probably yeah, saw it too because it received the same email. Yeah, they sent an email out uh, letting people know that uh, that they haven't stopped um, working, but but they uh, and they haven't used most of the money. They didn't that, use any that money. That was collected by the Kickstarter, but right, right. But they have to pay taxes and stuff like that for the end of the year, and essentially it was. Um, putting a poll out to ask people what they what they want and whether they want their money back or whether they should just keep going with it and trying to do what they got to do and what did you last, vote for i voted to to keep doing what they're doing use the money to pay taxes if they need to me too me too yeah and that seemed to be the general i think it was almost three to one in favor of that there was only yeah, a small but in the comments of course there the most people are complaining about bad communication well, yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 most the loudest people are going to be the ones that have something that have a problem with something. So, well, I mean, I mean, um, the the people that are like, yeah, just do do your thing. You know, they're the ones that aren't going to comment. But the people that want their money back are the ones that are going to be complaining the, the loudest. So, do you think that they will go on, or do you think that? I hope uh, they do. I hope they do. Uh, it seemed like a good project. I I backed it, as did you, um, and. You know, making a game is not an easy thing. It's it's people don't take into consideration the amount of of hours and 
and time it takes to make a good video game. And the amount that they asked for really was kind of paltry when you when you look at how much you normally Which would cost. Which is quite to make interesting because we so, discussed that very very um clearly and very right. deeply with um Norbert in the last podcast about Equinox mm-hmm. Deep Descent. So Yeah, right, right. And so, you know, it it's it's not surprising that they would run into some problems down the road and I you know, I mean I, I give them credit for for coming out and saying exactly how it is and and a lot of people actually <laughs> directly to me actually replied like I'm afraid they could go bankrupt without finishing the game. Yeah, and, and, and that's that's a possibility. But it's it's a possibility that that we knew from the beginning. This isn't something that you know is a surprise. We we you know we're hoping for the best. They they are trying to do something decent and good, but but the thing shit is, happens. and that's really I mean you know people need to remember that it's a it's a difficult business to be in, especially now for smaller developers. And this is something that we knew about when that or that that they knew about when they went into it and. You know, it's just the way that the business works. And sometimes things get made and sometimes they don't. And sometimes companies go bankrupt and sometimes they pull through. And we'll just need to see how this works. And maybe they can make it work and maybe they can't. But, in you know, I mean, the main thing is that I think that they tried. And Well, the you know, thing is, if you are thinking that way, that you are going to bankrupt, then nobody would put any money in anything, you know? Because Kickstarter is not a shop where you buy something. Kickstarter is where you help kickstarting a project. Hence its name, Right, right, and there are... It's not called kickshopping or something. Right, and there are risks inherent in doing that. You're investing in a project. You're You're not buying the project, you're investing in it. And you need to... So I mean that's that's really that that's people need to look at it at Kickstarter as an investment platform rather than as as a store. Just because you you put money towards something, just because you back a project, doesn't mean you're going to get it. it. You know, it, most of the time you hope that it, it, you do, but you know, but there are risks inherent in doing that, and you know, you just need to to take you know take it as it comes and and and. And hope for the best, and you know, and I'm sure they'll be doing what they can to make sure that this comes out well. Yeah. So I think we've we've babbled enough. We've got the guys from Commodore sitting here waiting in the past again. So let's pop on over to there and uh, talk to them. Hi. Hello. 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 Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Hi. So, great to have you all here. Wonderful. Indeed. So, Massimo, thanks for taking the time too. Just a moment. Sorry. Paolo, tu farmi da traduttore perché non voglio far figuraccia con... Okay, Massimo. Tranquillo. I didn't understand the word. Oh, he was just asking me to translate. Nothing uh, you should consider as well. Ah, okay. Um, Se volete parlo russo, ma 
Uh, he can uh, speak uh, Russian, but uh, not English. Okay. 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 Well, no. we will go by whatever is possible. Um, so, um, you, Paolo, you said you are a team leader at Commodore. Uh, well, that appears to be the, the truth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, Commodore brand was in many, many hands in the past. And I wonder if you could tell us a bit how you actually decided to recreate Commodore to, to let it reborn, you know? Uh, we basically noticed that, that uh, the Commodore brand was uh, actually uh, usable in the smartphone market. Uh, because uh, the old Commodore didn't uh, use uh, its brand in uh, this uh, market sector. And uh, we are all uh, very fond of the old Commodore. Uh, we all had uh, a Commodore or more Commodore computer in the past. Uh, as you can see, behind me, I have uh, some uh, Commodore uh, uh, gadgets as well. And uh, so we decided, why not? Uh, if we can, why shouldn't we try to uh, make this uh, a great uh, brand name live again in uh, a new sector where the technology actually is uh, today? All right. I guess the main problem here is, I guess you followed the press, is that a lot of people worried that it would just be a copy of a, of a Chinese brand, just saying Commodore Pen on it, you know. And um, and I saw that on YouTube you actually commented that this is not the case, that the phone is a lot different and it starts from having a specialized OS on it that is yeah, customized uh, for Commodore needs. Well, yes. Uh, obviously, obviously, the, the phone is uh, made in China. It's... Uh, uh, actually um, built in uh, in China, and uh, we also uh, asked uh, to our Chinese partners uh, to give us a hand uh, in uh, the engineerization of uh, and the project of uh, of the phone. And uh, so uh, we also tried some uh, some Italian design uh, styles. We tried uh, to make uh, some uh, mockups of the actual phone, and uh, we also noticed that, that uh, uh, well, uh, it was not the case to use that because uh, it was not be not, not cozy. Uh, so we, we decided that, okay, uh, they have uh, the know-how, they have uh, all uh, the things that uh, are needed to start with, and so we went for uh, the ready, ready design and uh, a ready-made phone we have uh, customized in many manners. Uh, for instance, um, many people say, uh, oh, it's uh, like the Ortec Wofon. Uh, that's not really true because the Wofon, uh, as we know, is uh, only Chinese uh, telephone. So you can't actually understand what's written there if you don't know Chinese. Uh, it uses... Uh, Chinese transmission bands, so you can't actually use it uh, outside of China because uh, you uh, you wouldn't uh, attach to your carrier or to your internet provider. Um, but uh, it's also plenty of Chinese-only applications uh, which are used to get money, actually, uh, from from 
Uh, but uh, our phone uh, is uh, instead uh, a true Android lollipop experience. Uh, so it is uh, uh, a better phone in, in many ways. And it is obviously uh, in, localized in many languages. Uh, so you can actually use it uh, everywhere. Uh, obviously, uh, your bands must be compatible because uh, if not, uh, <laughs> it, it wouldn't work as well. Uh, we have set it for the European market but uh, it's actually usable also in uh, many international countries. We have uh, also added the mullet also, if uh, this was uh, part of your question. Oh, yes, um, like like emulators for C64 and Amiga games. Yeah, exactly. So you target as, as the main audience those retour lovers that had a Commodore and Amiga machine themselves? Uh, we would really appreciate uh, if uh, they uh, appreciate uh, our phone as well. Uh, but uh, I guess that we shouldn't stop uh, with uh, all the Commodore fans uh, because uh, you actually you're actually selling the phone to the current people, to current uh, boys and girls who hasn't. Uh, haven't had a, a Commodore computer in the past because uh, they weren't even born or they were just too young to appreciate them. So uh, we, we, we have in, uh, in reality two uh, great challenges to, to, to make. The first is uh, trying to sell the phone also to all the Commodore fans as we are too. The other is actually selling the phone to people who never uh, saw a Commodore computer in their whole life. So you're you're essentially not not necessarily trying to um, basically because a lot of people. There's been a lot of products over the past few years that you know there was the the, the Webit and and there was just recently there was another machine that that looked like a C64 but it had nothing to do with the 64. That's not you know, uh, not our business. Right. So you're not our business. So you're not trying to be old Commodore, you're, you're trying to, to make something new with the Commodore Excellent. trademark. That's excellent. Uh, we don't live in the past. This is uh, something we uh, should make it clear. Uh, we don't want to uh, relieve uh, on uh, old uh, computers. We would like Commodore to be a current brand, a brand that will live in the future. Interesting. Yeah, because actually, yeah, I guess you, you were expecting that kind of feedback from the Commodore community in the first place, because that is, as Jay said, what a lot of even press said, like, oh, it's just another cash cow on the, on the Commodore brand for the old Commodore lovers. And, uh, uh, the pet is uh, a smartphone for old Commodore lovers, but also mm. for everyone else. It's not uh, a product we target exclusively on uh, all the Commodore fans. Uh, we are Commodore fans, but uh, we are here to make new products, not to, to make old ones. That's interesting because, um, as as HA mentioned, there was the other Commodore company, Commodore USA, by um, by Barry Altman, who actually unfortunately died of cancer, and he made this case that looked like a Commodore C sixty four Pratt Pratt bin, 
case, it but it was a wonderful bourbon. It is a wonderful bourbon. But, uh, but a bit expensive. I would really like to have one. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't afford one because uh, I could not buy uh, one. But, uh, yeah. well, that was a great product. And it was very, very expensive. Very, very nice. Yeah, yeah. And and the key was actually shortly before he died, he he said he wanted to make new Amiga mo models. He wanted to release new Amiga computers, and I guess uh, that's not in your plans, right? No, because uh, we have uh, basically many issues with uh, with the Amiga computer platform. Uh, first of all, the Amiga was split uh, from Commodore at the time of gate acquisition, so uh, we uh, don't actually have. Uh, the rights uh, to make uh, a Commodore Amiga computer uh, because uh, those rights uh, have been sold to anyone else. So uh, if you want uh, a current Amiga platform, you can go for an Amiga One system from uh, Trevor Dickinson, from Aeon, from those companies. But uh, actually we produce smartphones and the smartphones only. So we, we, we simply won't, won't make a new Amiga. Okay. I'm sorry for that. No, that's, that's, that's okay. And that's a, a, another question, which is that the, uh, the, the name Commodore and the trademark is kind of, um, there's some ambiguity as to who owns the rights to the name and the licensing and all that, because whoever had it last, I guess, went bankrupt and, the the rights went to their creditors who you know it, it it's really kind of it's a really muddled sort of because so many okay, people so let uh, my CEO explain uh, this, okay. uh, this part and I will translate it okay okay thank you very much è molto semplice il marchio ce l'abbiamo noi Inter è regolarmente registrato se vuoi traslare man mano okay. tutta la frase. Uh, we have actually registered the, the trademark, so the trademark is ours. Ok. La Commodore Holding BV ha, uh, non, non ha mai operato nel settore degli smartphone, tantomeno non rispetta quello che la Convenzione di Parigi l'articolo 6 bis della Convenzione di Parigi, che è l'unico articolo a cui loro si possono aggrappare. Eh, non è una società che è trasparente, non è una società che opera ed è una società che si occupa di speculazioni finanziarie e non posso entrare nel merito di altro. È una società che nulla ha mai prodotto. Avevano solo 10 dipendenti, tra cui Taco Van Sambeck, che fu l'ultimo a essere eh, presente all'interno di Commodore Gaming, è l'unica persona che ha parlato con Barry Altman e fu messo alla porta. Una società di cui c'è molta, molta, molta ombra. Ok, basically he told è una società that... fallita, è una società che al Nasdaq, allo small Nasdaq, non esiste. Non esiste da nessuna parte questa società. Uh, ok, he told that uh, Commodore Holding TV is basically a failed company who never worked in the smartphone sector of the market. And uh, it hasn't even the, uh, 
a specification to to relieve in uh, the Paris Convention Article 6, which is the only one which uh, can be somehow uh, helping them. But uh, it's clear uh, that the market is our own. Uh, uh, no. Commodore Holdings really never produced uh, any um, actual product. Uh, they just uh, made uh, business the Commodore brand but uh, obviously uh, that's uh, something that uh, goes away from our uh, our field. Dimmi Massimo. Che in loro è un tentativo di opposizione che non ha alcun senso e dal punto di vista figurativo, se vuoi traslare già. Ok. Uh, he is uh, talking that uh, their opposition to our uh, trademark registration uh, as, uh, is not, uh, not possible in, in reality uh, because they can't uh, absolutely have uh, anything to do with our registration because we operate in a different market uh, sector. Apre una Konihoff, una contrattazione dove noi non intendiamo al momento trattare con persone che ad oggi non hanno prodotto nulla per, le, per, per chi ama Commodore e per tutte le persone che hanno seguito per tanti anni questo marchio fino alla sua morte completa noi non siamo la Commodore Business Machine di Jack Tramiel siamo una filosofia diversa cioè mantenendo lo stesso amore They are uh, currently trying to make some deal uh, with us, uh, but uh, we aren't really fond of that because uh, we don't want at the moment to uh, make deals with uh, people that never uh, brought uh, anything to the market, uh, anything that was uh, of any value for uh, the old Commodore fans uh, all over the world. So they're, they're trying, to, uh, they're trying to, to take legal action against you or, or to team up with you? Uh, I guess the second. Ok. Vorrei concludere una cosa, Paolo, se mi ha concesso. Sì, dimmi. Che eh, sul loro sito di Commodore Corp, simpaticamente, io metterei così, continuano a mettere una, una causa tra Azerim e Commodore Corp. E la cosa che più mi spiace è che hanno puntato il dito sul nostro operato e non sono mai andate a cercare chi realmente capitanava e l'una e l'altra come Eugène Vanos che si trovava da una Azerim work for Azerim work for Commodore Holding ok, in their website uh, which is uh, also full of broken links if you, if you see Commodore Holdings TV Uh, just uh, wrote uh, about that old legal cause with, uh, with Azurim, but people just pointed to our operate, uh, operations when they never actually tried to understand uh, who was really in charge for both Azurim and uh, Commodore Licence uh, Lugia at the time of the, of the struggle. Uh, they would uh, see that uh, the, the same people uh, Uh, actually work for both companies. E poi come ultimissima cosa era beh, il fatto che loro chiesero tramite persona interposta eh, ovviamente una, una royalty eh, che poteva variare dal 3 al 7% ma a fronte di un nulla. 
Question is for They have uh, tried uh, with uh, a third person uh, in uh, the meanwhile to get a royalties from uh, the from 3 to 7% uh, of uh, our earnings. E, e la ragazza che segue eh, loro Colin Hoff è, una giovane, è un giovane avvocato che eh, ho notato grandissima inesperienza a tal punto che glielo, uh, la ragazza che segue poi l'opposizione che eh, quando mi sono interfacciato con lo AMI la ragazza della Nifen Partners, questa, diciamo questa ditta, è un giovane avvocato, quindi simpaticamente ho anche fatto capire che non si va da nessuna parte. Ecco, cioè... They uh, tried to rent a casa con their young uh, lawyer, but uh, uh, we uh, actually answered that uh, for the moment we are not interested in, uh, in dealing with, uh, with them because they have actually nothing to offer to us. Se avessero avuto un altro uh, business plan, avessero avuto un, una storia uh, che potesse essere limpida, uh, forse si sarebbe uh, si sarebbero evitati polemiche if they had uh, a more clear path and a high history They, if they had uh, done uh, something for the Commodore community, maybe we could uh, take this in, uh, in consideration. But uh, since uh, they just tried to capitalize on, uh, on the brand name, uh, we, we don't see why we should uh, make that with them. So actually you are trying to, to not only capitalize, but also give something good back to the community, back to the Commodore brand that you, that you like so much yourself. Exactly as uh, I've said uh, before, uh, we are first trying to make actual products and we want to sell actual products to the Commodore people and to everyone else. Uh, we want uh, Commodore to be a big player again not just a forgotten brand in the hands of someone that just doesn't know what to do with it. So you're focusing on the cell phone market, which is which is a, a pretty big it's a it's a big market at the at the moment and you have one phone out, you've got the 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 pet, is it? Yeah. Or, pet, yeah. yeah. Okay, and it, and it this runs on Android and it's is this a modified version of Android or is it just just Like, is there anything, like, specific to the OS that, that doesn't... Uh, yeah. The, uh, the OS is uh, Android 5 uh, Lollipop, uh, and mm. uh, we went to, for, a, for a stock implementation fit uh, with uh, some little changes here and there. Because um, Old Commodore was uh, all about simplicity, mm -hmm. was uh, all about customization. User had uh, the power to change whatever they wanted on the Commodore computer. And uh, we decided to keep this philosophy also for the pet. Oh yes, in the video comment you actually answered that the phone comes rooted. So you can actually manipulate it like a normal computer and operate it like a normal computer. Because most uh, Android no. phones... Uh, the, 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 the pet is not very rooted. The pet is a simply a plain Android phone. So you can build everything you want over it. So you decide to change the launcher, you install your launcher. You decide to change the keyboard, 
You install your keyboard, but it will be a pity because we had chosen a really good one for uh, the Commodore people. Because uh, uh, we tried many and found that the uh, keyboard, which is uh, really great, uh, it has everything Latin uh, America, uh, Alt America, feature characters, all in the same screen. So it's uh, really, really cozy to use. And uh, we decided uh, why don't we do, we do a deal with, uh, with those people? They are great, uh, and we made it, uh, and uh, and now we can uh, bring uh, this keyboard to our customers. Uh, we have uh, also contacted the author of the port of uh, uh, Vice and uh, UIA uh, uh, for Android, and uh, we actually asked him to uh, customize it uh, to make it work uh, better on our phone with the right uh, settings to make, to make the most of it on our phone. Uh, so the, the people will, uh, will be uh, able to use uh, our phone in a very simple manner. And uh, since Commodore was all about simplicity, all about freedom, we want to keep these, uh, these philosophies because we really believe That's quite interesting because the web it, as uh, oh, wow. AJ mentioned, was was highly slow and the emulator could barely run a game because it was too slow and not really modified well. And you you are just telling us you you took a great care that it's that it's working correctly on your phone and you even cooperate I with the authors. I can assure you the that uh, the Commodore Pet is running. Uh, buff emulator really, really fine, really, really speedy. So people will be able to enjoy their old emotions on uh, the pad as well. But uh, please uh, be aware of the fact that uh, the emulators are there just because uh, many people are fond of them. But uh, our, our smartphone is not all about the emulators. Our smartphone is a truly uh, current, uh, modern platform which also allows us to, to run our old gate but it's just uh, one of the uh, many features that has actually has yes i understood that but i'm asking because you know for the amiga emulator you actually have to pay royalties you cannot just use it that's we actually not as easy. Uh, no because uh, we aren't using uh, the old uh, commodore amiga kickstarter uh, from commodore okay uh, Uh, you know, I am an Eros de developer. Uh, for I've been an Eros developer for years. Uh, so obviously, uh, when I had to solve this uh, little problem, well, <laughs> that was natural. Uh, we used the Eros Kickstarter replacement, which is completely free and open source. Nobody can claim uh, to have the rights on the Eros Kickstarter. It will be a lie. See, this is this is this is interesting for me because. You know, as as we said earlier, every so every couple of years, there's there's a new thing that pops out. And when this when this happened, I saw it on my on my Facebook feed and everywhere that there's a new Commodore with a new smartphone. And my my first response was, oh, here we go again. You know, because <laughs> because every couple of years, that seems to be what happens. Okay. You know, I can't believe you. but yeah, right, right, and that's and that's every couple of years you get something that's that maybe looks like the old one that that happens, and this isn't doesn't seem to be focused on what Commodore did thirty years ago. This is something that that you're it it the emulators are there because people like them, but that's not what you 
guys are focusing on. You guys are focusing on starting Obviously, basically a new brand. Smartphones are not made just for playing old games. Smartphones are made for looking the web, for uh, keeping your documents, for accessing them uh, from the internet, mm -hmm. for uh, giving you hints where you are with the, the satellites uh, and so on. Uh, this is the, the motivation why people buy a smartphone today mm -hmm. uh, and definitely to call people and uh, to hear them very well. And to make Skype conversations. Right, right. <laughs> also, why not? <laughs> Yeah, but but despite despite you're not focusing on that, it sounds to me like you 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 took some efforts to make sure that the emulator will be working right, so nobody can claim you you did it half-hearted, just to cash on those people. Um, as you said, you are actually working together with the authors of both emulators well, to make it right. I understand that Commodore Business Machines uh, is uh, uh, aware of the fact that. Uh, uh, if uh, there, there is uh, some copyright from someone, uh, we don't have any issue in uh, making deals uh, or uh, honoring them. That's absolutely something that I want to make it clear here. We have nothing to hide. We have nothing to fear of. So that's, that's... sounds like a pretty uh, fair deal to me. Yeah, actually. yeah, it's 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 surprising because I I didn't kind of I I didn't expect to 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 be be kind of convinced so so easily with it but but it's it's really kind of um so you've got phone, one phone that's out right that's or that's out now is it has it been released yet or is it still yet to be released it's been uh, built uh, and it will be available in a few weeks okay so well you can actually pre-order it already on our side yeah you can actually pre-order it on your side Posso, Okay, and, and how does the phone compare to what is currently available on the market? Okay, from uh, uh, a power uh, point of view, we can... Uh, make it very similar to the uh, Samsung S5 for this kind of performance. Uh, this is uh, 14,000 points uh, at the entry to benchmark and uh, with the uh, main uh, 7060, uh, we have also really good performance in 3D games. So it's something that you can actually use with any program available today. And and um, what's in the pipeline for the future as far as... <laughs> That's obviously a secret. Oh. Yeah, but um, but are you trying to focus on phones too, or are you actually considering well, I got, from, into other... From what I gathered, this was primarily... Yeah. Almost yeah. exclusively a phone company. You're 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 making you're making smartphones. We are a smartphone company, and uh, for now we will make just smartphones and only smartphones. In the future, we will. see. We, we get we get stuck kind of on Commodore in that it offered this this extra platform years and years ago that was that was different from everything else because back then everything was different from everything else. And a lot of people don't really um, appreciate the fact that Commodore was in the business of making 
computers. And they had some that were DOS compatible. They had, they had the Amiga. It, I mean, Commodore computers weren't compatible with themselves. And a lot of people look at this and they say, well, it's an Android phone, so it's bringing nothing unique to the Commodore brand. But if Commodore hadn't died, if the Commodore, uh, unluckily, uh, history is not made with if. Uh, right. Uh, and uh, so uh, we, we don't really know, we can't really know what the original Commodore from uh, Jeff Bramel uh, would be doing today if uh, it uh, was still alive. However, uh, we, we tried to imagine that uh, and uh, we thought about how the old Commodore uh, worked and uh, they had the Commodore 64 Basic and PET from Microsoft. Uh, they had the Amiga Res from the Steel Group and other and other Sapiens. Uh, they bought the Amiga technology. They didn't develop by themselves uh, that because so uh, it, it really Commodore didn't really make uh, so much original things by itself. And uh, I guess that using uh, Android on our smartphone just uh, continues uh, this, uh, this path. It's not something that is in contrast with the old Commodore. I guess it, is a, it would be exactly what the, the Commodore will do today if they had to decide how we can make a smartphone and uh, the right price uh, performance ratio and believing that if we uh, if we went for an original operating system uh, it would take years to develop it would take uh, uh, many generations of phones and products for people to to be tester of them not users and uh, then in the meanwhile uh, who would write the applications uh, who would write the programs people uh, want to take the phone go to the play store buy their application download them for the free ones and just play, just run, just do. They don't want to say, oh, I can't ask for this because I don't have Android. Oh, I can't use this because I have this Commodore OS. Uh, no, that's not something we really wanted. It's not uh, a plus having uh, a uh, completely original and new operating system today. I guess it is more uh, a bottleneck. That's 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 true at this point because you, you could you could put out a new a brand new OS and it would be it would be like you know like Palm Pilot or like Windows Phone. It just nobody nobody uses them because the ecosystem is uh, you know and, and it's unfortunate, but it's it's a it's a monoculture. It's it's Android or iOS. You know that's that's really. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I I, I want I, I want to speak about uh, competition because. Uh, oh no, I'm not. I'm I not talking about competition. I don't, really, I'm just... I don't really think it's uh, it's fair from from our, from our point of view. Well, no, no, no. I I'm prefer not... to concentrate on what the better can actually do. Right, right. No, I'm not. I'm not comparing or I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying that that if we. If you were to try to make your own OS for it, it just it wouldn't. The way that the the environment is now, there's you know there's there's basically one thing or another thing. So it's like you have to make a. There 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 really is no choice in making another operating system because it'll fail instantly. Is what I'm saying, you know. So that's 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 really you know, it's it's oh, it's a it's a it's. A much better concept than I, I had originally anticipated coming into this. <laughs> so, so, so switching, switching, switching off that for a second. What is, 
with Commodore because we 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 are kind of old school Commodore people, and that's sort of what this is partially about. What are, what are your personal histories with with Commodore and with the machine, and what makes you appreciate oh, okay. it so much? Uh, from my point of view, uh, I know that Massimo had a Commodore sixty four for uh, for some time with the drive and games and company, and he was really fond of that. Uh, I just started with uh, a Commodore 16 uh, in uh, 1983 and uh, 84, sorry. Uh, I switched uh, to uh, 64 uh, two years later and then uh, I went for a Commodore Amiga in uh, 19, uh, have, um, 1989. And uh, then I, uh, I obviously had to switch uh, to the PC platform where I had to work. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've never me I've never uh, forgot that uh, I always missed the, the simplicity, the linearity, the speed of the Amiga platform. So I would uh, I would have liked to replicate that on my PC, and uh, I discovered the Aeros project, uh, which was uh, something uh, I was uh, uh, it, it was really similar to my own thought. So I started the iCross desktop distribution. Uh, which became uh, the the most known uh, and popular Aeros distribution. And when I uh, was given the opportunity to to collaborate uh, with this new Commodore business machine, well, I simply could not say no. Um, well, I wanted to know um, actually what you have in the plans and. Um, I guess you were kind of disappointed at the, at the beginning that the the diehard lovers they were kind of against you at the beginning, you know, because they were uh, suspecting just like like AJ that you were just trying to cash on on people. But I can I, I really can understand uh, uh, what people can think because we we in the first person uh, were also. Commodore uh, fans, uh, loyal Commodore fans too. So we have uh, felt uh, on our uh, on our bodies uh, the the same uh, feelings about everything that happened to Commodore in the past. So uh, we, we we just said, okay, we have the opportunity to stop this delusional uh, attitude and uh, to make something new, and that's exactly what we did. I mean that's a really advantage because you 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 are knowing about Commodore as you had it yourself and you are a Commodore lo lover yourself and I guess that's the best way of handling a brand man a brand like Commodore knowing what it is about what it was about and to create something new that is not trying to just well cash on people so yes but on the other hand on the other hand as AJ said. There are so many previous owners of the brand that made so much crap with it. Don't you think it's also some kind of scorched earth and that you build up on a negative image that uh, others... Uh, uh, unluckily, unluckily, many people did uh, aware of the things uh, with uh, this brand. And uh, we are perfectly aware of that. But we are here to make good products with this brand. And uh, we guess... Uh, uh, that uh, that our thoughts uh, will uh, make this brand shine again. Uh, that's the, our goal, and uh, I, I believe that uh, we can do that. 
That's that's a that's a good goal to rehabilitate what what has become of Commodore because because Commodore was was you know it was the biggest computer manufacturer for a long time and it's been diluted and by so much it's stuff. It's actually folded in a really unbelievable way. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, it was really. Well, I think I think that's totally great, and um, and and I hope you can get something out of it and be able to recreate the good image, the innovative image that Commodore had back in the seventies and eighties. And uh, we believe uh, uh, that we can do that, but uh, obviously we need uh, also uh, the people, uh, the public, <laughs> everyone, uh, everyone's help because. Uh, uh, we alone, uh, just alone, can do that. Uh, we want to recreate uh, some loyalty to this brand. Uh, we would like developers to be uh, amused by our phones. Uh, we want to give people a creative platform to do things uh, in the way they are now accustomed to. Because uh, people don't use uh, computers anymore. They use their phones uh, to, to make... Uh, uh, the most of uh, their uh, uh, computing needs today. Uh-huh. And um, as I said, you also allow a lot of customi- customization of the phone and don't manipulate so so much on the Android OS. So I guess you can compare it a bit to the Nexus brands. No comparisons. Mm, I don't really know exactly how the Nexus uh, is working today, but. Uh, uh, what I can say about the past is that a near soccer Android experience. So you can really build whatever you want upon it. Uh, you can really install whatever you want, whatever you like, and uh, uh, you are really free to do whatever whatever you want. Cool. That's pretty interesting because many many manufacturers are like. Okay, you have our phone, but you may not do this and that and this and that. And if you do that, you lose your yeah, warranty. The only and... thing that uh, that uh, that, uh, that uh, we we can't we can't uh, allow is uh, people breaking uh, the the phones uh, with uh, a custom ROM they are trying to install and then send uh, them to our uh, in repair asking for warranty. Well, that's not something that the warranty can cover because. Uh, we haven't uh, given you a defective unit. We have given you a, a working unit. If uh, you uh, bring it back to us uh, in not working, uh, stated out of order condition, well, that's not our culprit. Uh, uh, so uh, this is excluded from warranty, obviously. But uh, you can do whatever you want with your phone. I, I want never tell our users, no, you can't install this program, no, you can't install that or this, uh, because we don't want that. Uh, people is, uh, are free to install whatever you want. It, it's, uh, it's their phone, not ours. Uh, once they, uh, they, they had about it, uh, they have the right, the plain right to, to install whatever they want, whatever they like. It's interesting because actually I'm working with Android phones at my work and I experienced that, that a lot, lot of companies, they, they, they don't allow you to install third-party applications and so on. Uh, obviously, uh, the phone uh, is uh, reaching uh, the user with the option 
to avoid the installation of applications from third party of unknown uh, sources uh, on. But it's not uh, to limit their freedom. It's just uh, to uh, avoid that they install something dangerous. Uh, but they can freely click on uh, that option and they uh, will be able to install whatever they want, uh, providing they have the APK file to do that. So you don't remove features? No. Oh, that's pretty, pretty, I guess that's a pretty fair deal. Yeah. Um, because that's really something that's rare to find. And um, that's actually what is the Nexus concept about, that you just have stock Android and no manipulations or um, limitations. That's, we have just uh, installed the monitors, uh, changed some settings uh, because we felt uh, they would uh, have been better, and uh, installed a new keyboard that's uh, very, uh, fairly better than uh, the stock one. Mm, great, great. Cool. Let's talk a bit about the specs. I, I also read you expanded a bit the memory and stuff. So, yes, we have doubled the, the memory of that uh, architect, what phone everybody is talking about. Yes, it's doubled the memory, uh, sorry, double the storage, uh, one Wait, time fine. more the, the memory and so on. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, a different phone. Mm -hmm. My wife. <laughs> sorry, I closed. That's okay. Power off. Hmm. Nice. Um, well, so from my side, I've covered all my yep. questions I had in mind. I don't know, AJ, do you have anything left? Nope, I think that's that, That's it. Uh, again, what's uh, the, the website and everything that people can go and find out about this and, and, and check that out and everything? I guess uh, it's uh, everything okay. And uh, people, uh, our phones are truly Commodore products. <laughs> all right. From a brand new Commodore made for you. Um, he, he asked the URL, the address. Can you tell us the address where you find yeah, the phone? Uh, the, uh, there are uh, two uh, addresses, but maybe the, the more simpler one is www.commodosmart.com. Okay. Which you also use for Twitter and so on, I saw. All right, that's exactly the same. Yep, we'll, we'll link to all of that in the podcast description. So that everyone can check it out. Anyway, uh, our first uh, uh, media uh, we are talking people to uh, is through Facebook. Uh -huh. So people can uh, come in, uh, on our uh, Facebook pay page uh, whenever they want, put the like uh, and uh, uh, ask us whatever they like. Cool. <laughs> I guess you are used to tough questions from the community. Mi sarei curioso, se è possibile, sapere da parte loro perché ha suscitato tanto clamore il comodo smartphone e diversamente in tutti questi anni nessuno ha fatto la voce alta nei confronti di questo silenzio e di questa ombra che alleggiava attorno a Commodore. Perché non ne hanno mai parlato? Cioè, fondamentalmente era una nicchia, perché noi non facciamo nulla di nostalgico. Noi stiamo facendo qualcosa di innovativo, riprendendo la filosofia e l'amore di questo uh, massimo. 
era risaputo uh, indagando un po' cosa, cosa stessero un po' combinando qualcuno stesse un po' Vabbè, non voglio entrare nel merito però sono dati pubblici dati ufficiali a me sinceramente You, you mean But. you mean my reaction and AJ's first reaction? Well, um, for me personally, I thought, okay, let's see, let's just first talk to those guys and like, let's see what um, what their plans for the Commodore brand are. Because uh, for my experience, and we spoke to a lot of people in past, media, general media, is doing a lot of claims. You know, somebody's picking up that phone that looks similar. To the specs you promoted and then they are saying instantly okay that's a copy and they are just a crash cow and i please thought okay first that, let's uh, talk also, to them please don't forget that also jack tremel started uh, with importing uh, uh typewriters mechanical typewriters uh -huh. uh, from the uh, eastern europe so uh that's something we are making again obviously we we, we needed to start uh, with uh, uh so much Chinese uh, uh, phone, but uh, in a partly uh, we want to be more and more and more original in the future uh -huh. and uh, be the, the old Commodore again. So that's, that's our plan. So that is why I was messaging you guys like crazy for weeks because I really wanted to talk to you. I wanted to get the truth out there, you know. We are completely mad. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why, why I kept um, writing Massimo and so on and said like, when can you talk? When can you talk? Because I really wanted to get to get the, the truth out and to find the, the, your your perspective and your goals with the brand. And that is at least my that was my first reaction. Right. And, 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 and I guess now it's up to Ed Shay. Well, yeah, question. again, my 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 reaction, like I said before, was initially it was it was, oh, here we go again. You know, but then, but again, you know, it's, it's, you know, I said, well, let's give these guys the benefit of the doubt. And I want to at least find out what it, what it is that they're, what they're, they're doing and, and find out about it. And it's up to them to convince me is what I kept telling Jurg. And, and I'm, I'm more or less convinced. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I, it, it seems like a good product and it's something that I would use. So. And it's definitely something we will keep an eye on once it's out in three weeks, mm -hmm. and maybe come back to it and and have a look at it at, at the reviews if it's really keeping what you promised. That's of course the next step. Right. Yes, That's the next. We are, interesting we are keeping our promises. Absolutely. We will see that in three weeks. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm just really interested because. Um, The last really nice Commodore product that there was was a DTV, and that is from 2004 from Terry Ellsworth. You probably know what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. And oh, that was oh. the last worthy Commodore product for me. 
Right. Well, I hope that they do. They. I had one uh, in uh, on on my de- <laughs> on my uh, desk behind me, but uh, sorry, I, I can't. Uh, I can't uh, find it now. But uh, yeah, I was happy to be here. Well, I, I hope that they do. I hope you guys do do well, and and that that you're successful with this because it would be nice to have, it would be nice to have Commodore back, even if it's not something that that is necessarily retro or 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 whatever, but to have it and to have it be something that that exists. Thank you. Even if it's not, you know, I mean, because that at at the very least. By 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 existing and being successful, you can stop people from making crap with the Commodore name on it. <laughs> you know that's we, we that's not really uh, our business. Uh, so exactly, we, we exactly. But good but the more the more successful you are, the less that the other people can do that, which is fan, which would be great. Okay. Questa non avevo capito. Se puoi ripetermi, sì. Infatti io non capisco a volte l'accanimento di, degli amighisti, di, di, alcuna, di una branca, perché noi abbiamo fino ad oggi mantenuto le nostre promesse. E... Uh, Massimo, can't understand why uh, uh, some people from the old Commodore ages, so, uh, to Amigans and uh, people uh, on forums and so on, uh, had uh, so to to be so skeptical about uh, our uh, our project. Uh, we are just trying to to, to make this uh, this brand great again. Uh, we are not here to, to make just money on the brand uh, and just forgot about everything else. That's something that not, uh, doesn't interest uh, us. Poi vorrei aggiungere solo una cosa. Noi come ci definiamo anche come pet, come cucciolo, come crescita, eh, la possibilità di diventare un grandissimo um, gruppo sociale, come lo sono altri grandi marchi blasonati, che non, non lo cito, come la mela, ecco, per intenderci. Okay. E, in, diversamente, invece di farsi una guerra inutile, sparando uh, cose fantomatiche, perché non, non può esistere tutta questa grandissima e bella unione che può far crescere Gorg e Elisio. Questo è davvero importante. Non comprendiamo perché alcune persone devono amare. Siamo qui per ricreare l'antica Commodore community. Ci vorremmo questo bring them back at home. Uh, we are not here to make wars. And uh, we don't understand why other companies uh, are so frightened by us, are so upset. Uh, we really want to collaborate with, with, with everyone to make uh, uh, this community be big and great again as it was in the past. Well, you're not the only one with such such a problem. I mean, we spoke. I don't know if you were a gamer. If you you probably heard about 3D RAMs and the Duke Nukem disaster that took like 14 years to come out. You know, Duke Nukem forever. Yeah. And and the same problem happened when Interceptor, the Danish guys, took over the 3D RAMs front. 
they had similar problems. Like, oh no, they are just cashing on the old game. Well, I think so, I think a lot of it is also uh, that at the end of someone could play uh, the Pukem forever. Just yeah, I I, th- I think a lot of it is that that people get so protective and of of something that they hold dear, and then they see somebody come along with something new and and. You know, again, you know, when I saw I, my first thought was like, oh, here, here we go again. Someone's going to try to, you know, do something with this that that maybe is a little bit unsavory. But, you know, you get protective of a brand and then you see something new happen. And it's, you know, it, it it's until you really see what the product is and until you really understand what it is. And and you guys are. The the vibe I get really is that that you're creating you're trying to bring it. And I can understand because people can be a lover of a brand and they can be very fond of a brand. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you start to look at brands in a so lovely manner, then it stops to be a passion. It begins mm-hmm. to to be a, a religion, something that is too excessive. A brand is a brand. And the best way uh, to honorate a brand is making products and making successful products, good products, people can buy. Uh-huh. This is the way to honorate a brand, not just uh, keep it in the fridge and uh, just uh, for, forget that, uh, oh, well, that company is trying to use that. Let's sue that. No, that's really not our business. Right. I guess you really summarized it well. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I guess I have to go now, and yep. uh, so I, uh, I I really want to take you uh, from the uh, the whole couple of stuff, and uh, I hope that uh, this uh, uh, this talking helped to make it clear what uh, our projects are and uh, our sure. goals uh, we have in mind. Uh, so uh, see you. All right. <laughs> Thank you. you very much. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you both for sitting. Bye, Bye Matthew. Paolo. Bye, Paolo. Bye-bye. So that was Commodore Business Machines. That was a uh, um, very interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was very interesting. So we started, uh, uh, I started this fairly reasonably skeptical like everybody else did. Um, and what what i get out of this is i i can i'm less skeptical of the intentions behind it okay i i you know this is something that they're not trying to because the headlines when this came out the headlines were things like um commodore returns as a nostalgia powered android phone and 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 this and that and Talking to them, it's really less about nostalgia than it is about building a new Commodore brand focused on the smartphone market, which which I can get behind more than I can get behind a when you make a a a, a core two an Intel powered core two duo machine or no actually I think it was an Atom it was an Intel Atom processor machine that looks like a Commodore 64 but has nothing to do at all with the Commodore 64. It just looks like one. That's that's trying to cash in on nostalgia. When you make the Webbit, the Commodore 64 Webbit, 
where it's a piece of garbage in plastic with an emulator on it. That's trying to cash in on a name with something that doesn't have anything to do with the name. These guys aren't trying to be... They're not trying to fool you into thinking that this has something to do with the Commodore 64 or the PET or the VIC or whatever. This is a product that they're making that is new and regardless of whether it's rebranded as from something else or it's a slightly modified Chinese phone or whatever it is, they're saying this is we want to honor the Commodore brand by making a new Commodore brand. On the other hand, they are trying to make it right. Despite it has emulator and it's not the main focus, Paolo said they made sure that that they are working together with the authors of both emulators, Amiga and for the C64, to get it right and modified for the phone, which was not the case for the Vapid, right. because it didn't even write, it didn't even run the games mm-hmm. in the full speed. Right. Well, you know, you also have to look at this as a, as a you're damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of a kind of a of an issue. Because if they had just made a new Android phone that said Commodore and had no emulator on it at all, people would be livid and angry about that. However. You know, if when they put the emulator on it, then we're like, well, then now they're just trying to cash in on the name. So it's if you're going to do it, you can't, you can't exactly. There is right. no way yeah. to win this in so, in everyone's mind. So so if if you can, you know, the best way to do it is to do it right, which is how they're trying to do it, and and whether or not it works or not, um, it's it's a phone. It's an Android phone. Um. There's some minor differences from other Android phones. It's got, it has potential, and and like I said, if Commodore had if, if Commodore had not gone out of business, if they still existed, more and and if they made a smartphone, it would be running on this because there's no, you know, if if you try because we have a monoculture, we have iOS, we have Android. There's uh, there's other little things, but you know it, that that would be like Palm Pilot. You know it doesn't exist anymore. Nobody uses it because or or BlackBerry, which is you know fading away because because people don't want that. They want to be able to go like they said, go to the store, get a phone, and use it and install the apps and everything. And they don't want to worry about that platform issue anymore. The good thing is, Paolo said he he is a Amiga programmer himself, right? So he knows what he is talking about. So that means, right. as and I said, they had to include the emulators to mm-hmm. not to not disappoint the fans of the Commodore. But they, on the other hand, they are making sure they get it right. Right, right, and it's and it's it's not so much that I see that it's a cash grab on the name. That it's a it's a hey, let's make some money by sticking a chicken head on on a phone. It's more like. The way they describe it, it's let's you know we can honor the the Jack Trammell's Commodore by carrying on the name with our product, which is kind of what happened with the three D RAMs guys. Exactly, exactly, it. right. It's it's like let's you know uh, you know imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, is what they say, and I guess that's you know we can we can they they want to honor and and complement what was by making something new and that's i can get behind making something new more than i can get behind trying to cash in on something old 
On the other hand, Tulip did it pretty well with the DTV. Right. Well, well, that was a dedicated device. That was that was um, that was so that you could relive the nostalgia. You're not going to relive the nostalgia with a phone. Yeah, and and but that's what I'm and missing in new, a way. And making yeah. new C64s. If you if you made a company that developed the new Commodore 64 and it was exactly like the old Commodore 64, no one's gonna buy it because well maybe maybe you know a, a hundred people might buy it that are you know into it, but the vast majority you're not gonna run a business model based on recreating what used to be because it's it's over with it's done. But it was quite successful with the DTV for some right. reason. Well, because the DTV was a simple device that you didn't need to understand. Because remember, Commodore wasn't... The C64 wasn't something that any old schlub could plug in and go. You had to learn commands to play things. Right? And no one wants to do that now. So if you put out a Commodore 64 right now, right, that, that, that worked like the Commodore 64 did back then, with the load and all the, the commands and all that stuff... It would not sell. The DTV was a joystick you plugged into your computer, your, your TV rather, and you played, you played a video game. And that's what people want. They wanted to relieve their youth. And the DTV, if they started making it again right now, would sell. And that would be the product that, that you don't need any other product than that for nostalgia's sake. You want to play a game or whatever, that's the DTV is perfect for that. That's. And if you have geeks like us, then it's like, here are the connectors. Right. Wire, uh, solder, solder some wire on it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, geeks go. will figure out how to how to work it and and stuff, and that's that's awesome. That's great. But would it good enough? Right. Uh, but that that in that in itself is not enough to rebuild a brand. And if they want to honor and rebuild the brand with a phone and turn it and and have a a smartphone company that is named Commodore, that's that's okay. I I'm not that doesn't upset me. So, if you are about to get a secondary phone because you like Android so much or you want to give it a try, would it be the Commodore Pet? Um, if it was available and it was reasonably priced, I would not I would not hesitate to get one. I it looked like a good device and if the specs the specs are reasonable, you know, it was comparable to the the S5, they said. Uh, and you know, if if given that option, if I went into a store tomorrow to upgrade my phone, um, and I wanted an, wanted an Android device, and it was sitting there, it would be it would be on my on my list. It would be on my short list of options. And I might even pay I might even pay a little bit extra to get it just because Commodore, just because it's it's got that, and because and because talking to these guys, you get you get that they're that they're more that they're genuine ish in their in in their in their reasonings for it plus you have the advantage and that is what the other phones don't have right they you can freely manip- manipulate it as you want despite having a custom rom right. uh except having a custom rom right yeah. right so that's pretty pretty decent so basically what you get is um is, you get an android um, phone you get a decent yeah. Android phone with a Commodore logo on it. Yeah, a Nexus Nexus styled phone with with the Commodore brand on it. Right, which which is which is fine. You know, that's that's. I wish them luck as as a phone company. That's great. You know, if you want to run, if you want to call it Commodore and make cell phones, 
I have I don't have a problem with that. Even if it's not even if the specs suck on it because, you know, there's a market for that. You can there's a there's a market for low-end smartphones, you know, and and so by all means, I have no problem at all with that. What what I have a problem with is trying to is trying to make a knockoff product, stick a logo on it and cash in, and that doesn't seem like what they're trying to do. Yeah. That's pretty 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 well said because they're because it's not it's not a look we're commodore this is you know uh, it's 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 really really difficult to articulate because you you know what i mean because they're not trying to be commodore from 1984 and they're not necessarily trying to they're not trying to cash in on the commodore of 1984 but they're trying to make a Commodore of 2015. And and to do that, you need to you need to acknowledge the Commodore of 1984 because people like like me will jump down your throat and be like, "Well, what what is this crap that you're doing?" You know, or 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 that will see it and go, "Uh, not again." You know, because because people do that, you know, and they 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 try to make these products which 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 are 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 knockoffs, which are cheap knockoffs, like that that thing that was that looked like a C sixty four and it was budget laptop components in a box that looked like the C sixty four. So let's see what's coming. So what's yeah, coming so up I wish them weeks. all the best. I am. I I feel better about it having talked to them. As I said, give them a chance. Right. Exactly. Give them a chance. Let's see what happens. So I, I, I don't, I am not as unhappy about this as I was at the beginning, or or when I first heard about it. And when I said they're going to need to convince me, they convinced me. Not, not one hundred percent. I'm not, you know, totally on the. This will be great. Well, we'll see how it goes. And three weeks, right? And we'll see what the media is saying, right? And and, and, and the media may say nothing. Because you know, it, it's it's. I will say one thing: it's good marketing because you put you mentioned Commodore, and suddenly everybody's all the press is on it because it's Commodore. You know, no, so, well, the same happened. The same happened with 3D realms. Right, right. Wow, they are back. Yeah, right, and it, and it gets you publicity. Now, whether that publicity will lead to a successful business model is is up is is yet to be seen, and you know. For them, I hope it does. And I'm looking here that, that there's, as of August 17th, or August 12th, rather, um, that they've received an opposition request about the trademark for Commodore, uh, which was registered in 2015 of May, or May of 2015. So, well, it's yet to be seen what how this will work. And, you know, I, I, I wish them the best. I hope it does work out. And I would, you know, again, it's it's it looks like a good phone. And it doesn't is a terrible it doesn't look terrible and it looks like something that I would potentially purchase if if it was in front of me and I could um yeah yeah at the very least having commodore exist as a smartphone company could potentially stop other people from using the trademark to make shit which but but I still hope they would find I don't know an urge to make a new Amiga model, or maybe no, no, I don't think or, I don't uh, think they should. I don't think they should 
because or maybe making something like a DTV. No, I don't think that they should. Because here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. We don't need Commodore as the computer company. The Commodore of 1984. 1982, actually. Yeah, 1982 is gone. It went bankrupt in 1994. If it hadn't yeah. gone bankrupt, that would be great. And we would have, you know, and, and may and if they hadn't gone bankrupt, and maybe had given us an alternative to the current Mac PC monoculture that we have, that would be nice. But it didn't. But they wouldn't have gone for C sixty four. Right, right. But uh, it, it, but they didn't. It, they didn't survive. It, it, it's over. It's done with. It's in the past, and that's okay. Because what we, what people like about it, and what they hang on to is is the past is the machines they made back in the 80s and and early 90s and stuff that's what people like if you come out and start making new things like that number one it's not going to work because the machines are obsolete so you're you're, you'd be marketing to a very small group of enthusiasts you know and and that is not going to be it's not a business model so that commodore is gone and that's okay because we can look back to it. We can we have emulators we can play the stuff on. We don't need another Commodore 64 or a new Commodore 64 or a new Amiga because because it's a dead end. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's Neanderthal. They died out. Yeah, they died out and well, we can look back so- fondly and we can learn things and we can enjoy what was there, but but to bring it back now would not benefit or make it any better like he said if you want a new commodore amiga get a amiga one if you want a new commodore individual computers who made the commodore one actually made a new commodore c64 um like five units or something that you could have right auctioned at right so, yeah. what would be nice is if they could is is if you would get closer to your microphone so I don't get background noise. Oh, sorry. But also, what yeah. would be nice is if um, is if some limited edition chips became remanufactured because that's usually what goes bad on the machines and and there's no SID, SID is crazily expensive. Exactly, you can't right and, and pretty much every SID chip is is pulled out of a dead machine. So if they were to make some a limited batch of like two thousand new SID chips. That would be nice. So Chinese did some fake ones. Right. They even worked, but they didn't sound right. Right. Well, that's not what we want. But, but, we want Sid, but Sid chips from generation to generation didn't sound right anyway. So. Yeah, but that's because they were partly analog. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I mean, you know, if they, if 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 some company wanted to do that, that would be nice. But you I know, don't think you could actually a make a for... Kickstarter. Yeah. You could. For that, because all those engineers, they are still around right. from Commodore, uh-huh. you know? Right. And, you know, I talked to those people, and they are still active. Uh-huh. That's an interesting thing. Chuck Petel, the former lead designer, together with Yash Terakura, who was also a hardware designer at Commodore Japan, they are working on the successor of the SSD, mm-hmm. a new generation of um storage media right that's actually being faster than ssd and offering backup solution included so you don't need to take care about your backup so it's like an unbreakable device or something yeah and um, and um, bill hurt is doing is doing his 
um, hardware.com thing, uh-huh. and and even and even um, and even um, what was his name again? Petro Tichenko, who was um, global marketing manager and logistics guy in Commodore, he is still working with um, doing transportations for origins and stuff. And he he released his um, his history book about Commodore. So all those people they are still active. So if somebody was making a Kickstarter and saying, "Hey, we want to recreate the C64 and the SID ships or whatever, uh-huh. or the ships alone," I guess they would be pretty well ready to say, "Okay, we will help. No problem." Yeah, yeah. But nobody does it because it takes so so such a lot of time and investment and money and ooh, not so easy. Yeah. But so, theoretically, it would be possible. You know? Yeah. So, um, well, once again, we can, if you want to check out these products, they'll be released fairly soon. Um, you can you can go to their website. It's www.commodore-pet.com, and that you can you can order you can, you know, pre-order and and and, and all that stuff for that. There, they like they said their primary. Um, their, their primary interaction with people is through their Facebook page, which is... Which would be facebook.com slash cbm.commodore. That's right. Or you can, you know, just search Commodore Business Machines and, and you'll see them. So so that's something that you should you should definitely check out. And they have a YouTube channel too. Yes. It's one of those channel... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't opt for we'll, uh, we customized row. Yeah, it's it. We'll link to the YouTube channel in the podcast description. But you can you can search for it on YouTube at Commodore Business Machines, and you will get it as one of the results. Yeah, yeah, you'll see it. And, and the, the re- most recent video of about a week ago is the is a demonstration of the keyboard that that they were just talking about with us. For us, you know us, you can check us out at sceneworld.org. That's where you can find more uh, video interviews and the new issue that was just released, uh, number 25, both parts of it. Um, I have a website. It's uh, justwestofhell.com. Jörg's got one over there at nafcom.eu. And until next time, he's Jörg. I'm not. We'll see you then. <laughs>